Welcome to I'll Remember That. Hi, my name is Drew Beebe, and this is the final episode of this show. Here, we talk about life advice that, for whatever reason, just sticks with you. Each episode, I share a piece of advice that someone taught me, and then we reach back out to that person and pick it apart. Today's advice is about materialism, and it goes like this. Use your stuff today instead of holding on to it for tomorrow. I think everybody likes to save something for a special occasion. Might be a nice bottle of wine or like a really pristine pair of shoes that you don't want to get scuffed up. But more often than not, what ends up happening is we just hold on to that thing for so long that it sort of disappears from our minds and then we don't end up enjoying it. Now, this advice comes to me from someone I've known for a long time, my older brother, Scott. Scott, thanks for joining me on the show. Great to be here, little bro. So you got married back in God knows when, you know, many years ago. And as one of your uh, gifts to your groomsmen, well, one of, this was the one only of the many gift. gifts like, to my groomsmen. <laughs> you didn't give us like a bunch of gifts. <laughs> um, you gave us flasks and they were, uh, they were flasks with an inscription on them. Do you remember what the inscription was? I do remember what it was. It is, uh, in the room, the women come and go, talking of Michelangelo. Very nice. Yeah. So you gave us these flasks, and then fast forward to, like, I don't know, the week after you gave it to us, I had gone out for a night of debauchery, whatever, and I took your flask, and I lost it. I just immediately lost your flask. And I called you up, and your response surprised me a little bit. You said... Hey, you know what? I would so much rather you actually use the flask than let it sit around and, you know, gather dust on a shelf somewhere or something. So what what did you sort of mean by that statement? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it just goes along with what the quote is all about. And it comes from uh, T.S. Eliot's uh, The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock. To me, it's really about the transience of the moment, you know, how things sort of come in and, and out of our lives and how that's just sort of essential to the way that we live and that, you know, the flow of life in general. So to hear that, you know, so quickly you had uh, engaged <laughs> in, you know, the, the, the great exchange was, um, was, was, was nice to hear. And, and I think it also says something about possessions and, and how we think about them. You know, we accumulate stuff throughout our lives, you know, and, and, uh, you know, people say, you know, it, it owns us more than, you know, that we own it. And, you know, and I think that's very true. Sure. Well, Scott, I'm really glad you tied it back to the quote on the flask. I was hoping we could create some kind of connection there. Do you feel like you learned this approach to possessions anywhere? Is this something you've always had? I'm not sure if there was a particular moment, but but I've certainly always been, you know, attracted to that idea. I think, you know, it started we both you know, grew up in a house where possessions were not the first thing that we thought about. You know, mom and dad did a great job at, at instilling that. Um, I do know they were kind of pissed at you for for losing, uh, you know, countless numbers of jackets during your, uh, <laughs> you know, during your youth. So, you know, maybe that was one point that maybe they were a little bit thinking more about that. Can you think of any other times in your life when you've kind of embraced this advice of using something versus letting it sit around? 
Hmm. Yeah, it's a good, that's a good question. I will admit that it's something that I work on myself. Maybe sometimes you give advice because it's the advice that, you know, you need to hear sometimes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've always been somebody who, you know, tries to not use the last of the salt because, you know, <laughs> it could be that tomorrow I'm going to be cooking something really important. And, uh, you know, I need to have a little salt left for that. So I think it's something that I have to remind myself as well that, you know, that some of these things can just be totally consumed in a worthwhile endeavor. And, you know, you don't have to worry so much about having a little bit left over. You know, one of the great lessons I think of life is that it's here to be lived today. You know what I mean? There are no, there are no guarantees about tomorrow and what you're going to need and, and what you aren't. So many pieces of advice that have come up on this podcast have just kind of sort of ended up being like carpe diem at the end. Mm -hmm. It's like, it almost feels like all advice funnels into <laughs> carpe diem eventually. That's like what it all means. The perennial advice is carpe diem. Yeah. 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 Is there a downside to this? Did I really gain something from this night of drinking that I don't remember at all? And not because I drank so much, but just because it's not a particularly memorable event. And now I don't have this cool flask on my wall somewhere. <laughs> well, I think you did gain something from it, you know, advice and memories and, you know, and, and, and everything else. That's a good point that if the if the goal of the thing is to create memories or, you know, or something, then we definitely did that. What could the what could the goal of the thing possibly otherwise be? You know, I mean, like, well, I guess it would be remember your wedding versus like remember being an idiot and losing the flask, which is sort of like mm -hmm. what it has morphed into. Right. But I mean, when I think about my my wedding, it's a celebration of the love that my, my wife and I share and the wider group of people that we love. And, and that's very much a feeling that can't be captured in sort of physical stuff. And so I love that this particular thing has transitioned from the physical plane to the you know, emotional one, especially because it was, you know, my wedding, you know, if it, if it had been, you know, a birthday or something, okay, fine. We can, we can give each other things, uh, you know, on those occasions, but especially something like a wedding, a, a bigger event, I was, I was especially pleased that this particular, you know, gift that I'd put some thought into could have this kind of, th this kind of outcome. I mean, I think statistically there's a better chance of that because I don't think I've gotten you anything for your birthday in, in several years. So. <laughs> I think I was also stacking the deck by giving people flasks. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that certainly contributed to the likelihood that they would be lost in some night of debauchery. So, Scott, I've got one last question, which is, is there any piece of advice that's always stuck with you? And uh, if so, who gave it to you? I great question. So this is a relatively new sort of piece of advice that's uh, that's that's entered into my life. I wouldn't say that I would attribute it to sort of anyone in particular, but it's been a lot of the books I'm reading, you know, I've been more involved in sort of spiritual exploration recently. And so one of the things that's been coming out as a as a central theme has been, you know, it's just not all about you. Because I remember for years trying to figure out how to make myself happy. You know, that was like the big question. It was like, all right, can I do this with my job? You know, should I be doing more of this with my family? Should I be doing these other activities? And the issue with that was that I was really still just placing myself kind of at the center of everything. And as I've started to kind of loosen up my understanding of how the world operates, what I've begun to see is that 
you yourself become more happy when the people around you are happy and when you're doing things and putting out energy into the world that's positive and, and productive. So almost paradoxically, the more that you start thinking about that, it's not about you and it's about, you know, other people and, you know, other causes and the, and, and the things you can do for the world, the happier you get. And the more you can actually address that question of like, you know, how the heck do I, you know, Im improve my life and, you know, live a, a happy and content existence. Well, Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And I also really appreciate you giving me the advice. Well, thank you, Drew. Uh, it's an honor to be here and I love you very much. And thanks for having me. There you have it. I mean, what other advice is there after that? So like I mentioned earlier, this is the finale of this show. And even though I still don't really understand why certain advice sticks, I do think something Scott said was probably about as close to an answer as we're going to get. He said that we give advice that we ourselves need to be reminded of. And that's probably not far off from why we remember it either. It sticks with us not just because it was help we needed in the moment, but it's stuff that we continue to work on and we haven't really mastered yet. So we have to keep reminding ourselves of it. So really, you could kind of look at these 10 episodes as things that I'm dealing with in my life and my various failures and shortcomings as a person. But making this podcast has been a lot of fun. And I do have a couple thank yous. First and foremost, I want to thank the 10 guests who trusted me with their voices. Thank you to Justin Cassano for the great artwork with the little light bulb guy. Thanks to Deb O for helping me find the theme song and get it licensed. The biggest thank you goes to Amy, my wife, who encouraged me to go for it. She somehow carved out time and space for me to work on it in a home where we have two young children who make everything really hard to do. And she just makes my life so much better every single day. And finally, thank you for listening. Your time is valuable, and it means the world to me that you spent some of it listening to this show. So that's it for me, at least for now. 